The authentic recipes for all of our products are signature to La Morena. The chilies are literally hand-picked for each can. Everything is manufactured in Mexico and imported into the U.S. La Morena is best known for its quality and authentic flavor, giving our users a taste of home. Stock up on flavor with La Morena. This is Therapeutic Cuisine, and I'm Chef Kelly York. I develop recipes that use medicinal and natural ingredients that help target and alleviate various human health conditions. Today we're going to look very closely at a subject that's near and dear to me because if you haven't heard about it yet, you will soon. It's going to change your world. It is called the microbiome. All right, I'm going to show you how to make a raw sauerkraut recipe. Sauerkraut is a live living food that is packed with probiotics and it's easy to make at home. You can do it with as little as two ingredients, just cabbage and salt. Today I'm going to show you a version of that recipe that's going to have a few more ingredients in it and I call it my sauerkraut with chipotle and cumin seed. Now I am new to fermenting food and making sauerkraut. I have been canning for a long time but I hooked up with this really neat gal named Jerry that owns a company called Homesteader Supply to buy my cultures and my products that I would highly recommend that you check out and buy your own products at home from Homesteader Supply to make your own sauerkraut as well. You can vary the uh, ingredients and make your own personalized own recipe or you can use the recipes that are posted online on my website, therapeuticcuisine.tv or the Homesteader Supply. So let's get started. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to take our chipotle peppers. Now, chipotle peppers are a smoked jalapeno, and you can get them in cans. Usually they're packaged with adobo sauce, and they've got a lot of tomato on it. I like to buy them completely dried and rehydrate them themselves. So I boil some water, stick in a couple of dried jalapenos, which are the chipotles, and let them plump up. It takes about, oh, four or five minutes, sometimes 10. But once they're plumped up, they'll look like this. And I'm gonna cut them open, and if you really want a hot coleslaw, you're gonna keep those seeds in it. And if you want it a little bit more mild, you're gonna remove these seeds. That's what a lot of the heat is, and on the actual ribs here that the seeds are connected to. So I'm gonna make mine a little milder today and pull out these seeds and I'm going to cut that into a julienne strip. So today I'm going to take some green cabbage. Now you can cut this on a box grater or you can put it into your food processor with a grating blade. You can also cut it by hand. I take the core out before I cut it and you can cut it in long strips or you can grate it. I also add some shredded carrot. It just gives a really pretty finish to the sauerkraut. 
Now once you put that in, you're going to add some salt. I like to use about, for a quart, this is a quart recipe, one quart of sauerkraut. I use about one and a half teaspoons of salt. You don't want to use salt that is like a table salt because they add anti-caking chemicals to it. So you want to use a straight sodium chloride, um, like a pickling salt or a canning salt, um, or just a sea salt that has nothing in it but the sodium chloride. So that goes in, and I'm going to toss that up, and I have to have really clean hands because there are bacterias on your body, in your body and on your body, and I'm going to add a culture to this that has a packed formula, and I get that from Jerry at the Homesteader Supply, and it has various kind of lactobacillus strains in it, and it's going to make my coleslaw ferment a lot faster than if I was using a natural lactobacillus. It's on the actual leaves of the of the coleslaw. But if you don't have clean hands, you're adding other bacteria that are going to grow in this. So make sure you wash your hands very, very well before you do this. Next, I'm going to also add some chopped garlic. Now, I like to get my garlic at Thrive Market. They have a wonderful product there. It's from Emperor's Kitchen, which is made by Great Eastern Sun Company. They're out of like Asheville, uh, North Carolina. And it's a wonderful product. If you want to cut your garlic by hand, you want to make sure that you do that and let it sit for 8 to 10 minutes so that all the wonderful compounds like um, allicin bloom. The good stuff actually needs some time to get oxygenated from the air. So let that sit. Mine's been sitting. Or order that wonderful product from Thrive Market. I'm also going to add some caraway, uh, excuse me, cumin seeds. Sauerkraut often has um, caraway in it. This version we're using a cumin seed. And then finally, I put in some cilantro. And you can use a muddler. You can buy this also at Homesteader Supply. This is great for when you're making jams and jellies or you want to muddle anything. And the other method is to put your hands in the bowl and you start squeezing and massaging. And what the goal here is, is to break down the fibers, the cellulose in the walls of the cabbage to make a brine that will accumulate in the bottom of the bowl. This brine is, uh, going to also be part of the sauerkraut. It helps to um, cap the bottle so that you have an anaerobic environment at the end. But it's also the salt that is drawing the fiber or the liquid out of the fibers because salt will do that. It's going to also condense down. I'm going to move away from that for a second and talk a little bit about, because this will take about seven to 10 minutes, depending on what big of a batch you're making. I'm only making a quart here, so it's not going to take too, too long. The, the goal, again, is to make as much brine as possible and to con condense that down and get it ready for the culture. So on that note, I'm going to get ready here to bloom my culture. So the salt will draw out a lot of the liquid from the cabbage. I usually let that sit for about 10 minutes just to start doing that. Meanwhile, I'm going to wipe off my hand here for a second. And I buy the culture from Homesteader Supply because it actually speeds up the whole process. And also, when you can control which bacteria you're putting in, um, you, are, you have less of a chance of the funky stuff growing. So when you bloom the culture, you want to make sure that you use a lukewarm temperature uh, water that is not chlorinated. So no tap water out of your sink if you live in an area where there's chlorination in your water. So I use bottled water. I'm going to grab some water here, put it in a bowl, and this takes about 20 minutes to wake up the culture. 
and you only need about a sixteenth of a teaspoon. So it's one good pinch here. And there's a lot in here. You can make like 32 batches of sauerkraut with this. So that's got to sit for 20 minutes. And I'm going to continue to mash my cabbage. And there's also one less ingredient that I add to this. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to cut some leeks here. And then I'll go back and I'll take a few minutes to continue to break up my fibers of my cabbage. I'm going to need about a half a cup for this quart recipe. So let me just clean up a little bit here. And you're going to cut across the bias. Or if you want to, you could chop it. It's not, it's just real rustic. You don't have to be too exacting with it, but about a half a cup. Now the great thing about leeks is that they have a lot of fiber and they have inulin. And that's just a wonderful thing that you want to have in your diet. And it really helps with uh, the microbiome. It's a prebiotic. It's what the bacteria or the bugs, the good bugs, actually eat, the inulin. So I'm going to go ahead and keep massaging this and give it some time and let my cultures bloom. And then we'll show you how to put this all in the jar. Hi, I'm Chef Joe Seminero with Taste This Television, here to talk to you about Accelerator Hand Dryer. You know, keeping up with hygiene, washing my hands, and making sure that there's no transfer of bacteria is important for me and Taste This TV, which is why I rely on a machine like Accelerator to dry my hands. It's efficient, it's strong, and it's powerful. And it only uses up electricity and energy when you put your hands under and take them away. So for drying my hands in the kitchen, I rely on the accelerator to handle all of those needs. For more information, log on to the website at the bottom of the screen. Okay, now that I have gotten my sauerkraut all condensed down, I'm going to go ahead and pack it into a mason jar. So I'm going to pack it down. Now you want to have some liquid on the top of this jar when you finish. If you don't have enough, you're going to add some more. We're also going to add our culture water here in the end. You want to leave an air gap because when the cultures start to eat the sugars and the starches that are in the cabbage, they're going to heave up the product because their byproduct is the carbon dioxide that they produce. So I'm going to stop here and you can see you want to have your liquid on the top and I'm going to add my cultures in there that have bloomed now and I'm going to fit the lid on top. Now this is a Pickle Pro water lock lid that comes with a rim or a rubber um, washer and you're going to stick the top on top of that. Make sure you don't have little pieces of um, cabbage stuck around the rim. And now I'm going to use that metal rim that was from the original lid of the mason jar and just go ahead and screw it on. Just make sure that you're not, that you're screwed on nice and tight. And now I'm going to remove the perforated lid. It's a little um, plastic lid with holes in the top for, for uh, air to escape. And then the next step is to add some of that non-chlorinated water, so I just use bottled filtered water, to the fill line. Now again, what this water is going to do is it's going to allow that carbon dioxide that the bacteria are going to emit 
to escape out the top with the, and there's little holes here, but bacteria and molds that are airborne can't get in. And that's all there is to it to make homemade, non-pasteurized, raw sauerkraut. Go to my website to get the rest of the details of the fermentation process and buy some supplies from Homesteaders Supply and you're well on your way. It's a great way to get extra probiotics in your diet and it's definitely different and more delicious than the stuff that is pasteurized. We'll be right back with our next recipe. Hi, I'm Chef Joseph Manero with Taste This TV. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about Cat's gluten-free products. Now, Cat's gluten-free is not only gluten-free, but it's nut-free, dairy-free, and soy-free as well. So when you're looking for a healthy, alternative, gluten-free snack, Cat's has got you covered. From their powdered donuts all the way to their cherry pie, chocolate muffin, choose Cat's whenever you're choosing the dairy-free and gluten-free. That's enough for Taste This TV. For more information, log on to the website at the bottom of the screen and check out Cats. Okay, now that we have made a fermented sauerkraut, I like to use that sauerkraut to make a cold gazpacho soup. I call it a probiotic gazpacho. Gazpacho, you may or may not be familiar with. It is a, a blend of vegetables and you serve it cold. It's fantastic in the summertime. It makes a nice, refreshing, healthy, soup that you can eat with your garden vegetables. Today, I'm gonna to make it with my fermented sauerkraut. Now, it sounds a little unconventional, but because it's a cold soup and you're not gonna be cooking those bacterias, it's a perfect place to put that kind of a product. Cold sauerkraut in a vegetable soup, can't think of a better place to use it. So let's go ahead and get started. First thing I'm gonna do is talk a little bit about the tomato base of the soup. The tomatoes are, you can use romas or you can use any kind of red tomato. And what I like to do is take the skins off. And if you want, I usually take the seeds out. I just cut the tomato in half um, horizontally and you just squeeze it lightly and those tomatoes um, will emit the seeds. You can pull them out of the little pockets. A few seeds left in is okay but it's as simple as that. Now we've got the, mostly the flesh left. That's gonna go into a blender, because in the end, I'm gonna ultimately puree all of this. And next, I'm gonna add some jicama. This is another vegetable that you may or may not be familiar with. It's kind of like a texture of a raw potato, and it has a sweetness to it. Now, with a jicama, they come in a big size bulb. You wanna always make sure that before you use it in a recipe, you peel off the skin, because it's actually poisonous. But the inside is just fantastically sweet and crisp. It also doesn't soften up when you saute it, so you don't usually think about putting jicama into your stir fries, but it's wonderful in that application. So I'm gonna take about six um, ounces of jicama and put that in my soup. probably enough. And then next I'm going to add some red bell pepper. Now the red bell pepper is very high in vitamin C and it's very sweet and it's also red and this soup is going to be mostly red. So in the, that goes. Can't forget that wonderful fermented sauerkraut full of those probiotics that are so good for your gut. The good probiotics, you need to eat those any chance you get. You can do it with cheese and cream cheese and sour cream and dairy products, or you can ferment all kinds of vegetables. We made a sauerkraut today, but you could do pickles and you can do any vegetable under the sun can be fermented. You can actually also ferment 
mustard and ketchup and mayonnaise. Um, it's just endless. But in goes my sauerkraut. And next I'm gonna add some chopped leeks. And the leeks are so wonderful in this recipe because the onion is delicious, but it's also high in inulin. And that's another prebiotic that those um, bacteria and probiotics will feed off of. In that goes. Now to add an extra boost of probiotics, I'm gonna add some miso. Miso is a delicious fermented um, bean paste. And I'm using a blonde or a light colored um, miso in this recipe. This gives it umami, that extra fifth flavor that is just wonderful. I also add a little bit of oil. You do need a little bit of fat in this just to give it some more body feel. We're adding avocado oil today. And avocado oil is so healthy. It's full of uh, omega-3 fatty acids. It's high in monounsaturated fats. Next, I add a lot of garlic. I add garlic in everything I cook. Um, and the garlic is from Emperor's Kitchen that um, I purchased through Thrive Market. You wanna go on my website to buy your garlic from Thrive Market, and if you sign up through me, you will get an extra 25% off. And the Thrive Market, the pricing is incredibly reasonable. It is wonderful products, so check that out. And that goes in, and I also use a, uh, Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Now this is a wonderful product. It has the mother of vinegar. You also want to buy that through Thrive Market. Turmeric is very, very wonderful in this recipe. It's gonna add some color, some earthy flavor, and it's an anti-inflammatory to beat the band. And then finally some cumin. That all goes in, and I'm gonna give this a whirl till it's nice and um, pureed, and we'll be right back. Okay, so I have blended most of my ingredients. I usually hold back on the tomato juice for last, so we're gonna go ahead and add that, and this is gonna add some more of that rich um, red color. I'm gonna start out real slow here. And that looks beautiful there. So we're gonna get this off. I'm gonna pour this in a bowl and let it sit in the refrigerator for maybe an hour or two because I like to let the flavors just meld together. Okay, so now that it's all emptied, I'm gonna go ahead and put this in the refrigerator and I'll be right back. Okay, now we're gonna make a probiotic cheesecake. Cheesecake is something that I don't eat a whole lot of because I don't like to eat a whole lot of sugars in my diet, but for this dessert, we have a chock full of probiotics, which help balance the uh, good bacteria in your gut. It's full of the, the, the dairy products that we're gonna use, the cheesecake and the Greek yogurt, all have live cultures in them. I like to use Nancy's dairy products. They are organic, it's a nice company out of Oregon, and all those probiotics are in the cheesecake and the Greek yogurt. So let's go ahead and we'll get started with making a crust. The crust is uh, gonna be made with some cacao beans. Now cacao is really cocoa. Cocoa is the English version of the word, but the South American word is cacao. And I like to get these from Navitas Naturals. Navitas Naturals can be purchased by going on my website and clicking on the Thrive Market uh, icon and you will be taken to their website which has 
a multitude of groceries that you can buy that will be delivered right to your house and their food is wonderful. They're all pre-screened to only be the best products. Those products also are wholesale prices for you. So it's kind of like getting Whole Foods market foods at Costco prices. So click on Thrive Market, get your cacao beans. These things are delicious. They taste like chocolate chips without sugar. And when you mix them in the recipes, it's like a boost of chocolate flavor like you've never had. So I'm gonna go ahead and make my crust by putting those in a bowl, move my spring form pan here. You're gonna need that. And that's gonna go in my bowl. And with that, I'm gonna add some whole grain uh, rolled oats. These are uh, full of fiber and you need that for feeding your gut bacteria, giving them probiotics and, and lots of fiber and starch for them to eat. Next is uh, our almonds that are full of vitamin E and crunch and a little bit of sweetness as well. To that, I'm gonna add some coconut mana. Now, coconut mana is, is a coconut butter. It's not just coconut oil. It actually has the flesh of the coconut in there too. You can buy uh, coconut mana at your health food stores. Uh, you wanna get an organic coconut mana, but it looks like a creamy white um, concoction that you can melt a little bit to get out of the jar. So that's gonna go in, and that's actually gives me a little bit of fat and sugar a little tiny bit of sugar and it's sticky so it brings the combination together. To that we're going to add cocoa powder and this is cocoa powder. Again, buy, buy this from Navitas Natural, excellent company. Go to Thrive Market, click on Navitas Natural cocoa powder and it will be delivered right to your home. Last but not least, we're going to add some wonderful raw honey. You want to get the raw honey that's unfiltered and unpasteurized. All the good stuff is in there, but if it gets pasteurized and filtered, all of the natural pollens and all the good stuff is filtered out. So you want a honey that'll look kind of cloudy, that's raw, it's full of the pollens. Next, we mix that till all of the ingredients get coated and well blended. This does not have to be baked. I'm gonna go ahead and put that into a nine inch spring form pan and a spring form pan is the kind of pan that has a little hinge on it so that you can clamp it closed and open it when the cake is gelled. So I'm gonna go ahead and pat this out, bring it all the way to the edges. Next is the gelatin powder. You wanna sprinkle that and soften it over the water a little bit. It takes about two to three minutes. As the gelatin sits on the water, it'll sink down and be absorbed. That's what you want. We use two packets. Now, different brands of unflavored gelatin will have um, slightly different weights to the package, but they're all about a quarter of an ounce, give or take a couple of grams. So I'm gonna set that aside and let that sink in. And meanwhile, I'm going to take my pot and heat up some tart cherry juice. What this tart cherry juice does is it adds a really nice depth of flavor to the cheesecake. It's also a wonderful ingredient because it's high in melatonin, and that is a wonderful um, a component to helping you sleep. It helps regulate your biorhythm. So actually, when you have your cheesecake for dessert, you're setting yourself up for a nice, long, good sleep for the night. So I'm gonna let my cherry juice come to a boil, and then I'm gonna make some filling. 
For generations, our family has perfected authentic Mexican dishes from seasoned chicken and beef to carnitas, arroz, and barbacoa. The Cardenas family has always followed the traditions of their ancestors when it comes to cooking. From the beginning, they've created authentic Mexican dishes from scratch using recipes that have been passed down and perfected over generations. This tradition of gathering around a great meal with family and friends is what their hero, Fuchs, strives to pass on. From our family to yours. Okay, I'm gonna turn off my heat and get that gelatin put into the nice hot cherry juice. And I'm gonna add some coconut palm sugar. Now coconut palm sugar is a little different than cane sugar. It comes from the coconut palm tree and they actually take the blossoms and make the sugar from the nectar. Um, it is full of minerals and I like to use it because it's just a little healthier. I'm not a big one for cooking with a whole lot of sugar. I try to keep it as low as I can. So we're at the minimum. This cheesecake is gonna taste really tart and that cherry juice helps with that but also the nice probiotic dairy has a nice tart edge to it as well there'll be a little bit of undertone of the chocolate and it's just a lot going on in your mouth a lot of layers of flavor so i want to get this nice and dissolved i'm looking to get the sugar granules uh, dissolved in the hot gelatin next i'm going to go ahead and mix the rest of the ingredients as I mentioned before, I'm going to use the Nancy's products. So I'm going to start with whisking in some tart yogurt. And this is a no-bake cheesecake. And the reason that I want this to be a no-bake cheesecake is because the heat will kill all those wonderful probiotics. You want the bugs to survive and get into your gut and balance out your microbiome so we're not going to bake this cheesecake, hence the gelatin. So that's mixed in. We're starting to get a creamy mixture here, and I'm now going to add my cream cheese. Now this is a cultured cream cheese. When you go to the grocery store, it's important that you get a cultured cream cheese because most cream cheeses are made and they're pasteurized. So they kill all the bugs that you want to have in your cream cheese. And Nancy's is a great place to get that. I'm gonna go ahead and mix that in. Now this cheesecake is going to be uh, nice and creamy and it's gonna be pourable, but it's gonna set up with all that gelatin that we used. Okay, I'm getting this nice and well blended. And the last ingredient that I'm going to add is that wonderful cocoa powder. So there we go, I'm gonna go ahead, that's it. Put this in the spring form pan, which we have set aside and reserved with the crust and that's set nice in the bottom. I'm going to go ahead and pour my batter right over that, get it in the refrigerator and we'll be right back. So here we have three microbiome recipes. We have a homemade sauerkraut that we made with cumin and chipotle and it's flavored like the Southwest, which is a little unusual, but delicious. And we use a water lock lid from Homesteader Supply. Go ahead and check that out and buy it and make it at home yourself. We also made a 
uh, gazpacho with probiotics by using that sauerkraut in the soup. I like to serve the soup with a little bit of creme fraiche, which is another probiotic dairy product. And it's like a double rich cream and a little bit of cilantro leaves, fresh, or um, fresh whole leaves or chopped, any way you wanna work it. And then finally, we have a probiotic chocolate cherry cheesecake. I like to serve that garnish with some more of those chocolate nibs or the cocoa nibs that you can get from Nivita's Natural. You can go to Thrive Market and buy those. It's a wonderful product. You also can take a few uh, whole cherries, frozen or fresh if they're in season, and put that on and it'll clue people that it's a chocolate cherry flavor coming up in their next bite. So that's it. Microbiome Recipes, I'm Chef Kelly York and this is Therapeutic Cuisine. And as the father of medicine Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. Thanks for watching. Thank <laughs> you.